Welcome back to a long overdue episode of BD Radio. It's been a hot second. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you. Um, what have we been up to? Why haven't we been recording episodes? We've been a bit busy. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Um, well, I've returned to full-time work and you've pretty much been running while coaching the gym solo because we don't have any other coaches at the moment industry decimated but yeah we still just like batman in the dark knight rises we will return yeah we still obviously have emma and adrian um helping out in a different capacity but the actual coaching um is all on you at the moment i do enjoy coaching the weekends yeah um saturday is my day guys get in (laughs) um but yeah it's been good yeah, we've also moved house, also had the absolute shit show of Christmas every year. It's so much, but all good fun at the end, but it's like until you actually wake up on the day, it's just absolute madness. Yeah, getting yeah, getting ready for it. Obviously, we both worked right up to Yeah, just trying to like tie up all loose ends. Then to prepare for Christmas Day and, you know. Which I'm sure everyone listening to this can just be like, yep, feel ya. Yeah, can relate. Um, and then obviously the day itself is pretty big when you've got young children. Um, it took Harry, poor Harry, a day to recover. He slept for five hours the next day. He did. He slept for ages, didn't he? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But hopefully this year isn't as busy. Next year. So we're not in 2022 well, yet. But it is pretty close. Just a different kind of busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seeing as we're not like big... Like, I'm not a massive New Year's person. Don't really, like, celebrate it. Stay up because I have to. I was about to say, my New Year's dream is that I can be in bed before 12. You know what? Fireworks? (laughs) Crap. Fireworks are crap. Everyone thinks you're the happy one. No, I'm cranky in my old age, but I don't like fireworks. I think they're boring. Seen one, seen them all. Especially on telly. Oh my god. Hello Bernie if you're listening, that's my daddy loves fireworks <laughs> every year he's like, Oh look there they are. He's god. out on the balcony. <laughs> Loving it. But yeah, I'm just not I'm not a massive New Year's person. So to me, like Christmas is it's the, the end celebration. Of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the end yeah. of the year and then as soon as it's done it's like alright, twenty twenty two, but it's not quite twenty twenty two yet. Which is a nice little segue into New Year's resolutions. And I want to talk about it with you because every year they come up and I feel like every year the fitness industry likes to take a dump on New Year's resolutions. They say, oh, they're stupid. Oh, you should be consistent anyway. Like, you know, like, um, and I'm the opposite. I'm a New Year's resolutions fan with a caveat though, like provided that the like the goal you set or the resolution you have is like properly broken down into something that you can actually achieve so the way most people do resolutions i don't like the way we try and get our clients to do um resolutions and people who speak to us about our thoughts i'm a big fan yeah i think it's even maybe just the terminology like resolutions like why is it a New Year's resolution. Mm. Like when you describe it, 
the way you are about to. Yeah. Um, with behaviors and like setting up a plan to get there and all that kind of stuff. It's basically just a good time to set some goals. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we do. You can do any time of year. Celebrate it. Actually, we enjoy it when clients say, this is what I'd like to do. Help yeah. me get there. And we yeah. say, cool. You know, like a clear idea of what you'd like to achieve is yeah. important. And if people like to do that at the start of the year, fantastic. Great. Call it, it a New Year's resolution. Yeah. Call it a New Year's goal. Call it whatever you want. This is a good time. Like it's, you know, like that clean slate, like wipe it. You know, start fresh if you'd like to. I mean, I um, think also touch all the wood <laughs> that we don't, you know, have another lockdown or anything. But you know, like you can just wipe the past two years and start fresh if you want to. But you know, the important thing is that you know, and we'll break it down in a moment, is that you actually start rather than just have the idea. Yeah, and I think the whole reason they come about in the first place is it often this time of year is the time that people actually slow down and stop. They take time off work. They're actually thinking about what they want. Whereas we're well aware, like the last few months, like have just been so chaotic. Mm. Like when have we actually stopped and stepped back and gone, oh, wow, like this is what I want or this is what I need. Not since lockdowns, really. You know, that was when we probably had the most amount of time to assess everything and, you know, see where everything sits. And But yeah, you're 100% right. This is the end of the end of the year where people actually have a minute to take a breath Mm. all right let me ask you a question why do most resolutions fail what's what's the saying oh it's a really good one too like what a great answer (laughs) (laughs) no but basically people set this goal and they don't have a plan on how to get there oh is it um planning to oh Failure to plan is planning to fail. That one? No, it's that's not way the better right. than that. That's yeah, the worst yeah. thing ever. That actually drives me nuts. I use it all the time and I still hate it. But a plan without a plan without no, no. a plan without actions a dream or something yeah, like that. Something what is like it? that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, a goal without actions a dream. Yeah, um, let's let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, so I think obviously that's where people kind of fail. They set this goal, whether it be realistic or not. They don't actually have a plan on how they're going to get there. They don't break it down to the steps. And that's what you need to focus on the behaviors to get to that end goal. So everyone focuses on that goal, whereas it's hard to focus on an outcome. You need to focus on the behaviors that are going to produce the outcome. Yeah, the process required to actually get you there. But I I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. So so let's just use an example because I think people would be like, what are you talking about? Behaviors, processes, like it's all mumbo jumbo. But I think if we do like a proper example, it'll make a lot of sense. So, all right, most typical goal we have. Oh, Danny, this year I want to lose 10 kgs and get back to my pre-baby weight and like cool yeah probably even more vague than that (laughs) no but like okay so this year i would like to get back to my pre-baby weight yeah your question how much is that yeah 10 to 15 kgs yeah great so and that's that's basically where people stop yeah well this year i'm going to do it i'm just going to go to the gym and fingers crossed you know say a little prayer every night to arnold lord of the gym and hopefully i'll get there it's just not really how it happens. So coach me through it. Okay, so we'd have to figure out what you're doing now. 
Absolutely nothing. I don't exercise. I've just had a baby. Excellent. That's fantastic. So we're already going to... But I've been to the physio and they've given me clearance to start training. Fantastic. So all I need you to do is come to the gym three times a week. That's it. Yep. That's all I want you to do for the first month. That's the most important part. So what you said just then is like, okay, so that's the yearly goal. No one said you had to do it by Easter. Mm -hmm. No one said you had to do it by January. You can just like what I like to call is reverse engineer your goals. So just break it down. So it's like, all right, 10 to 15 kgs, let's just call it 10 in a year is under a kilo a month. Now I guarantee you that if someone started a weight loss program or routine or whatever you want to call it, and they got to January and they'd only lost a kilo, they would think it's a failure. Yep. But you're still perfectly on track. Yeah, you didn't say you wanted to lose ten kilos. Yeah, you didn't say you wanted. Weeks. Yeah, but like, so it's like I think having that perspective of oh, okay, I've got twelve months to make this goal happen. So my goal for the first month is just to be consistent at the gym. <clears throat> Perfect. That is it. Do that and only that. Whereas obviously, what we see all the time is the I'm going to go to yeah. the gym and I'm going to have a smoothie every morning and I'm going to snack on ice blocks. And then I'm going to only, only salads, eat salads, no carbs, and celery. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do vegan as well because meat's the devil. Yeah. And that'll last two days. Yeah, but like that's fairly typical. We've got all the motivation at the start of the year, yep. but with a bit of a lack of direction or a lack of clarity on the plan, mm. we just do too much too early. Yeah. And also, like it's funny that you mentioned that annual goal of you know ten to fifteen kilos. Be clear about what you want, like. Do you want to lose 10 kilos quickly for a wedding or, you know, to look good for whatever reason um, for Instagram or do you... It's the only reason to get fit actually. (laughs) Or do you... There's another another reason? Sure. Or do you want to lose 10 kilos to live a healthier life for hopefully a lot longer? Like what is the end goal? You know, is there a time limit on it or is it an annual goal? Because that will make a big difference as to the actions you take to get there. If I had a, like a dollar for every time someone told me a goal and I said why and they didn't know why. Poof. I know. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, why is that important? Oh, I don't know. Like, I think sometimes we start a goal because we think it's actually more important than it is. And the reason for actually carrying on with the goal. And we see this all the time at the gym was... Like how many people, and I would say 95% of people, started our gym with the goal of weight loss. Like they would see a little bit of progress there, but they are more than happy, like ecstatic that like they don't get to where they thought they would have to get to to feel really good. Yeah, they fall in love with the process. Like they fall in love with how it makes them feel, which is ultimately what we love about the gym. Yeah. But it's like you think that 10 kgs will make you happy you know, and like you'll feel good. And it might, but more often than not, you'll lose four to six and just be like, yeah. this is the best. Yeah. I and have and to come want, to, th- keep, want yeah. to keep doing more. Want to keep training, not because of the results, because of the way it like makes you feel. Yeah. And you'll feel like actually those last five kgs aren't that important to me. Yeah. So, you know resolutions can change as well so keep tabs on that too 
Yeah. No one said that. Yeah, you set a goal at the start of the year and it can't it can't change based. Yeah. You know. Especially if it's loose, you know, like if it's not rocks hollowed like his head with the you know, like wedding examples, perfect. You know, like if it's I just at the end of the day, why? Oh, because I want to feel good. Well, that doesn't necessarily relate to just a you know a number on the scale. Relates to all these other things. Yeah. I think we, do you reckon we've knocked that on the head? New Year's resolutions. Sure. Have you got any? No. Haven't asked you yet. You you you're normally good for one I, or two. I do like to break them down into kind of areas in life I feel are important to me. Be so. your soul to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Well, I normally break it break our goals down into three things. So family. Yeah. Is the first one, and then health. Mm-hmm. So health slash fitness. Oh, okay. Um. And then normally we have, I have a financial, financial goal as well. It's gone real well last 24 months. <laughs> it, um, hasn't it's gone been a little plan. bit outside of our control. Yeah. Um, but I guess it depends, like everyone's got different things. Um, yeah, different things and, that make you happy. Yeah. And I don't know. They find it easier to, I find it easier to break things down a little bit more, whereas you're probably a little bit looser than i am just in life um it was funny someone said to me today 13 minutes you're... before your first cheap shot there we go. <laughs> there we go. someone was telling me you're very you're very organized at work and i said oh, i do like a bit of structure um it was quite it was quite funny because they were comparing me to somebody else like in a similar role oh yeah and they're like oh you're very organized loosey-goosey yeah i was like yeah i don't i just don't work as well uh, it's weird what you um what you like find out about yourself as you get older. Like I used to think I was much more relaxed than I am. Well, you used to be a lot more relaxed. Than no, you no, are but now. like I, but in in regards to like what I need to like be my best, I used to think that oh, like I just you know like float with the wind, like it all work as like it's not me at all. Getting crankier in my old age, getting like real rigid. But, you know. That'll be the day. Things change. Yeah. One year, my goal will be to relax more, and then you know I've come full circle. <laughs> oh, I've gone full, full 180. I need to relax more. I, actually, my New Year's resolution, I actually ticked it off this year. Did you? Yeah, it was to play guitar more. I think oh, I did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See? That's amazing. <laughs> it's like family, finance and fitness. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to play a bit more guitar. But no, I think um, this year, hopefully with a regular routine, maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. There you go. We'll break down how we like to do it. Anyway, New Year's resolutions. Definitely worth it, provided you do it in the right way and actually get a bit more specific and you know plan it out rather than yeah I'd like to get a bit stronger this year you know yeah I'd like to get fit yeah, yeah most like people just set and forget just basically. don't be vague don't be vague all right yeah anyway next question from the members oh good one and we butt heads on this as well so if you enjoy us having a bit of an argument then here you go. <laughs> Sugar cravings. How do I get rid of them? Jeez. Oh, that frustrates me so much. <laughs> I'm already livid. Oh, do you want to go first on me? Um, there's so many factors here. So 
Typically what we find when people say sugar cravings, my mind immediately goes to undernourished and underhydrated. So like take care of that first. So like are you actually eating enough um, to, you know, sustain your lifestyle and achieve your body composition goals, all that stuff? Can I just say something right yeah. now? The amount of people that we will like either go to lunch with, have dinner with. Yeah. Yeah, we'll eat. Socialize with, yeah. Yeah, we'll eat a minimal amount of meal. Yeah. So they'll really limit their meal size. Yeah. But then we'll continue to like eat. Like snacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like... We talk about that all the time. It's incredible. It's like... So, you... like, when you say undernourished, it's like, well, yeah, fill up on the good stuff, like the high quality, the whole foods and then you know in enjoy the sugar hit i guess as a um like as a treat whereas i feel like people do it the other way around it's not a treat it's a staple it's a staple it is it's crazy yeah which like the reason why we don't love snacking is because it a the quality of food is never as good as like meal meal food rarely rarely i won't say never black and white a little bit of context but also that it is really hard to keep a track of your total intake as well you just forget people eat all day it's so much easier when it's on your plate like oh yeah that's what i had you know what we have for dinner salmon and fish i didn't eat salmon and fish salmon and fish (laughs) it's late it's late it's 20 to 9 um I, Salmon and veggies, guys. I didn't eat between lunch and dinner. No, me either. I was at the park mm. trying to keep my temper. But it's like... <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, it... And it's like, oh, I had a bit of this, had a bit of that, had a bit of... It's like, all of a sudden, we've just eaten so much more than we need to or less than we need to because we've lost track of where we're at. So in regards to cravings, like, I'm a bit of a believer and this is a bit of bro science so i won't you know like i won't attach myself too strongly to this but i think that like when you are hungry and when you are under hydrated or dehydrated your body just wants stuff that it can break down like quickly and you know like quick hit right and then it becomes a, a cycle so it's Why like what think? can i get into me as fast as possible that i can break down as fast as possible and give me a little bit of a boost and that is hyperpalatable foods, high in sugar, high in salt, all that stuff, processed stuff. Absolutely. Which then, if you have it, spikes your blood sugar, and then an hour and a half, you just want it again. Like I was um, saying to you, so Christmas Day. People eat like they're endurance athletes. Yeah. You know, like they need to hit, like if you think about it. Like they're on the bike tour to France. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) But... Um, I was like, this is a perfect example, actually. So Christmas day, I overate. I ate more than I would normally eat, right? I had two bowls of plum pudding and it was phenomenal. But as a result of that, when I woke up on boxing day, I was starving or I thought I was, but like I knew I wasn't, I had plenty of food. Like I'm not actually hungry. Like I'm not hungry when I wake up in the morning normally and I don't normally eat that much. So it's like, it's almost like that trick of like, oh, I need that other hit. Whereas I just wrote it out for half an hour and I was fine. Yeah. But I think that's like, 
this isn't research based. This is Danny based. <laughs> Danny based, a little bit of bro science based coming at you. Um, but people do not recognize, trust, whatever you want to call it. They do not want to think for themselves. When you eat something, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? I know when I eat a diet high in sugar, I do not feel good. Yeah, but you know that. But what if you don't know that? That's what I'm saying. Everyone knows how they feel. They just choose to recognize it or ignore it. So, like, how do you feel after you eat certain foods? You should be trusting how you feel. I know that when I eat sugar, I can keep eating sugar. Like, everyone knows that. Oh, yeah. Like, why do you think you can't stop? Because it's really good and your brain goes, want more. Yeah. But people people don't trust that. I think it's also like, and this is the bit where we disagree. It's not necessarily, in my view, the sugar that's addictive. And Dan's just rolled her eyes. So here we go. Get the gloves on. But if that were the case, why aren't we just having tablespoons of table sugar? We are. No, no, no. Like just <laughs> just out of the bowl. Like, oh, I just love a bit of table sugar. It's like, no, nah, it's way too sweet. No one wants that. It's disgusting. Okay. But when you pair it with other, st- like other stuff, fats mainly, you know, like chocolate and stuff, it becomes really pleasurable like to your brain and you want more. So you're saying it's the other stuff. I'm that saying is it's the pair. I'm saying it's the pairing. It's not just <laughs> but the that's sugar. That's like all food in general. Like no one's addicted to blueberries. Me... You know what I mean? Well, they are. Who? Jeez. Apart from Mia, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, my kid, yeah, addicted to blueberries. <laughs> Hello, she's always in the freezer. <laughs> oh, I know. Frozen. My dad stopped buying frozen blueberries. She went through like a packet yeah. in two days. That financial goal's taken a hit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think. The fastest way to get rid of your sugar cravings is to start eating proper meals, fueling yourself properly. It's real food. Protein, vegetables, a little bit of carbs at every meal. You'll be fine. If, if, we, if I ate a highly processed diet, I would... I could eat a loaf of bread. I could eat a loaf of white bread. TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Yuck. You couldn't. I could. You can just keep eating it. With a bit of Nutella, though. Anything. That's what I'm saying because it doesn't have anything that is actually yeah. giving you your body what it needs. So you're going to keep eating. Start eating some more protein at your meals as well just to balance out the breakdown in your guts. Just slow it down a little bit. That's be another tip. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that to start to eat more. Me is. Higher quality nutrients. Mm. Because it like, I mean, it's really hard. And this is where we like... On our nutrition program, we talk about not having to rely on your discipline all the time. Like, it is draining if you want to eat lower quality stuff all the time and your brain wants more and you have to, like, wrestle with that every meal. Yeah, fine. That, that is hard. People just want other people to tell them what to do. Find yeah. better alternatives. Find something that's just a little bit better than what you're currently doing now. Like with with sugar, like I notice a huge difference between refined sugar and sugar that's not refined, that's naturally found in foods. I don't care what anyone says. Watermelon. Alright. Best so, sub like, ever. Trust how you feel. Like I've had a lot of lint chocolate over Christmas. <laughs> And I can eat can a now. lot of lint chocolate. It's ridiculous. Can, can, oh, yeah. Devin Carl, like you are in big ball. trouble. I had like five balls the other night. <laughs> they were phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. It's like half a meal. Yeah. 
was about, yeah. But, so rather than that, have some roast vegetables and tell me about your cravings. But I know if if I have some fruit and some dark chocolate, I still really enjoy that. Like, I I love that. And I'm not left, like, after my five limp balls, I still wanted more limp balls. I want to crush that packet. (laughs) Like, there just is no off switch. So That's why Easter's the devil. Oh, for you. Jeez, I'll never forget when I met you. Put away some chocolate on oh, Easter. Oh my goodness! I was a bigger boy then. We do not eat chocolate for breakfast in our household anymore, and I, was I am smashing proud bunny. of that. I was smashing bunny. <laughs> yeah, like your nutrients play a big role in the way you respond to food, like mentally and physically. So up your protein, eat more vegetables, and you will find that the cravings tend to go away pretty quickly. Final question for the day. What happens if you don't switch on your glutes when you're doing core exercises? Why do trainers always say to switch your glutes on? (laughs) You start. Firstly, I hope that person isn't talking about anyone at BD Fitness because that's how you tell. Like, that is just horrible advice. So most of the time when people say switch your glutes on, so like muscles... I find have a hard time working when they're not set up to work correctly. So often the way you like the way you stand, if you're doing a squat has a large, um, a large say on what type of muscles you will be activating at least initially in the movement. So get your exercise set up correctly. Um, also make sure, make sure that you're choosing the right exercises. It's like you're not so, Lots of people think that like, oh, the best way to build up your, glute, your glutes is to squat. Incorrect. Squatting is not the best glutes exercise. It's a fine glutes exercise, but it's not the best glutes exercise. It so if you're trying to switch on your glutes... It the best exercise for an individual. That's right. But, you know, like universally speaking, if I want to really target my glutes, I'm probably not going to squat. I might do a split squat. Slightly different. So make sure that if you are trying to get your glutes fired up that you're actually choosing the right exercises when most of the time we see with our clients it's not that they don't switch their glutes on it's just that they are pretty weak in that area from not using them much so we just kind of have to like really slow down target them correctly get that mind muscle connection kind of rolling and then you can feel it but it's, it's typically a technique thing. It's not really like, a, oh, I just need to, oh, whoops, I just forgot to switch my glutes on and now I remembered and now they're working. It's just not really how it works. It's funny you, you just mentioned mind muscle. It's people move mindlessly yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's like people do not actually know what, like when they're exercising, what muscle groups they are targeting. So like oh, yeah. when, when we move, for example... We're thinking about the muscles we're activating, which causes. Yeah, and the simplest way to explain this is like, can you like, where do you feel it? Yeah, yeah, that is our most common question. It's like, where to, do you feel everybody? Yeah, yeah. And when people say, "I don't know," I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. on your next one, yeah, think about it. Where do you feel it? Like, no yeah. one can do a head of squats and say, "I don't know." Like, come on, you feel it in your legs, but like, yeah. whereabouts in where? your legs? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like breaking that down and making people recognize. Yeah. And yeah, understand. 
and also with like with glute activation exercises you know so we, and some people don't use their glutes some people do have inactive glutes yeah but it's often also as well because of an you know like a really tight lower back or like tight hip flexors it's not that yeah. the glutes aren't working exactly. it's just My that right there is some stuff to me sometimes there's sometimes some stuff that gets in the way mm. and takes over yeah our body's really smart it compensates yeah. but even in that case if you say oh glutes switch on well it's just not going to happen like you need to do a little bit of stretching a little bit of you know almost like prehab just to fire up Mm. that area like and in some cases as well and this is underrated like our group program is good like we do solid strength training every day like our clients get stronger all the time but that being said it's still group training so you know like the best glute activation exercise where it really like fires you up could be different, different. to the activation exercise that really fires me up yep. based on our structure, based yep. on our dominance. You know, like I'm a lot more hip or we're actually both pretty hip dominant, but you know, like it depends on the person. So in a group of five or six, you might have two different people who respond really differently to different exercises. I was about to say, that's something we've really learned over the years, doing different programs, doing our programs together and like Feeling differently, yeah. yeah. Like you'll say, oh, that crippled me and I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We've learned a lot that way, um, doing the same programs together and then, yeah, recognizing the differences between it for us as individuals. Yeah, and the intricacies in like the exercises as well with like, you know, foot placement, slightly elevated, slightly less. I've got short legs, you've got long legs, you know, like the difference that that can place on specific muscles as well. But I mean, pretty much, and uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm getting cranky. If your trainer tells you to switch your glutes on, it might be time to get some advice from somewhere else. Ben, Fair enough. Or ask them like... I told you he's cranky, guys. No, nah, but paired income, what a waste of time. Like, you trust this person with health and fitness advice and they say switch your glutes on? What the hell does that even mean? Like that. Some yeah. people just like to talk. Yeah, oh, I'm a chatter. <laughs> and, I, you know, and... There's probably been a bit harsh as well because I'm sure if you went all the way back in my PT, I've I've given out some horrible advice, no doubt about it. But you know, like I'm sure I was that's about to say, a, we've probably both said that to be honest. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah, actually, all right. It's just fine. the way you say it. Yeah. Like I think over the years we've learned like different ways to communicate and understanding as well that the per the knowledge of the person you're talking to. Yeah. It's like how all I would say that the most important skill for almost anyone is just effective communication. Yeah. Like, can you hear what I'm saying? Like, are you taking what I'm saying the way that I'm intending as I say it? Was we know that that goes like I could give someone the, you know, like, oh, then how does, you know, like, how do I lose weight and i say all this stuff and all they hear is slightly eat less carbs and now they don't eat bread or pot like what people hear is very different to what you say all the time so yeah anyway trainers are saying switch your glutes on because it takes pressure off your lower back and your hips but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's as easy as just switching it on 
Anything to add? Would you like to change it? Maybe squeeze your butt. Do you like that? Do you prefer that? Squeeze your butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, often often it's hard to squeeze your butt because it's all abduction anyway, like taken away. But yeah. Depends what you're doing. Just, just change up the exercise. If we're ever doing a glutes exercise in the gym and you're like, I just can't feel this at all, we'll just switch it up a little bit or we'll tweak it or you might not be doing it right and we'll just run through it again. Yeah, and a lot is about the communication back. Like you were just talking about our communication to someone. Yeah. It's their communication back to us as well. You know we can, as we well. can only see so much. It is the difference between exercising and training. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Am I exercising? Just moving, getting a little sweat up, feel good. Like I think sometimes people not kid themselves because to kid yourself you have to kind of know better. But it's like if just come in and move in your body like – the first six to 12 months in the gym, it'll get you a long way, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best way to progress beyond that. Like you do need to be a little bit more specific, embrace a little bit more of the boring stuff and just power on. I'm exercising at the moment. You're exercising. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As an example, I'm training. Yeah. I'm doing squats way too often and my legs feel like they've been taken to by a bowling pin. Yeah. Whereas I'm Rolling just pin. whenever I can, just getting something done. Get something done. And that's okay. Yeah. Of course it's okay. Yeah, it depends. It all depends on your goals. Yeah. What you, well, not really, Ben. What do you mean? Well, I, yeah, okay. We, we can discuss this offline. <laughs> or maybe not you, but it's a, on like a different person. But it, it's like we say with nutrition, it's like your actions should, where possible, largely be dictated by like the outcome you'd like to achieve. Same with training. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. What's that? 33 minutes. It's long. It's good. We'll have more of these coming out, I'm sure. The actual the evening podcast goes okay, I reckon. Mm, it's very quiet now, yeah. I know. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't, though. But, yeah, if you have any questions, message them through. As always, we love it when you guys have questions because it means that we know that we're talking about stuff that's actually helping people. Love it. There you go. Have a good night. Speak to you next time. Bye, guys.